Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So February 7th, the premiers of the prime minister will gather to hammer out a deal on health care funding. But is it just about money? Additional funding for the system? What what else needs to change? What's plaguing Canadian health care and how to reform and improve it? There's a new report out this week, as, as well as an open letter to Canadians that goes along with it from the public policy forum. Well, taking back health care, how to accelerate people-centered reform now. Joining us to talk more about it, one of the authors of this report, very pleased to welcome the program here this morning, Dr. Bob Bell, Professor Emeritus with the Department of Surgery, the Faculty of Medicine, University of Toronto. Dr. Bell, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks very much, Rob. I appreciate the invitation. This is an important topic. Oh, definitely it is. Yeah, uh, for sure. Now, we had the announcement from the Prime Minister, the, the Premiers and the Prime Minister will gather February 7th to try to work something out. I mean, it's, I don't know. How do you feel in terms of your level of optimism about the, you know, the opportunities here to really address some of the challenges in healthcare? Well, I'm encouraged. You know, uh, generally speaking, by the time that uh, premiers and prime ministers get together to discuss opportunities like this, uh, many of the details have been worked out by their staff and by ministries across the country. Um, but I think this is about more than money, and that's part of what the public policy forum document was all about. We need more than simply reinvestment in the Canadian health system. Investment is necessary, no question, but we also need some different approaches. Right, and what might those approaches look like? Well, starting off, I think the primary or the first uh, consideration that we have, recommendation, is we need to reinvest and rethink how we provide Canadians with primary care. You know, our system is is really based on a foundation of primary care. If you do not have a primary care provider, Rob, you can't get access to lab tests, you can't get prescriptions, you can't get specialist referrals, you can't get surgery. You're really kind of left with just maybe dealing with emergency departments, a highly inappropriate way of dealing with a first contact to a health system. And this document says that every Canadian has the right to a team-based primary care model, preferably within 30 minutes of their home. Well, and there's probably a lot of Canadians who don't, right? So that seems like a big challenge. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, and one of the problems we recognize in this, one of the other recommendations is that the Federal Government, Health Canada, has said we need much better sources of pan-Canadian data and health information. Oh, yeah. One of the most obvious features is we just don't know how many Canadians don't have a primary care provider. Surveys done by most recently Angus Reid in September of 2022 suggest that number may be closing on 20% of Canadians don't have a regular primary care provider they can call their own and that that's a real problem right but i mean there's consequences to not having that right because you know these issues if if they're not addressed through primary care they become bigger issues maybe more expensive issues down the road in the healthcare system don't uh, they? you 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 are so right rob i mean first of all just the use of the emergency department let's face yeah. it if you're desperate 
you have a problem, uh, a child with a fever, need for, you know, refilling your blood pressure medication and you've lost your primary care provider, you know, you may end up in the emergency department, which is a much more expensive and unsatisfactory way of achieving health care. So certainly this concept, twenty up to 20% of Canadians don't have access to a primary care provider is not only bad health care, will not only lead to bad health outcomes, but as you suggest, is also not cost effective. Now, this speaks, I, I suppose, as well to, to the data question, but what this report calls for is not just, you know, funding targets, but targets that are based on health outcomes. So what does that look like? Well, this is what Health Canada and the Prime Minister seem to be emphasizing, recognizing that a an inc- increased federal contribution to the provincial responsibility of providing health care is necessary The federal government has been careful to say this isn't just a matter of refunding the system of pouring more money through the Canada Health Transfer to provinces and territories. There have to be some accountabilities for this funding. And the primary accountability they're pointing to is a need for data, data to reflect what the outcome of this extra funding is. They've, I think, pointed to three things in particular. One is the requirement that Canadians have primary care providers. And obviously that can't happen overnight, but provinces and territories, I think, need to demonstrate that they're moving in that direction. They have plans to move to every Canadian having a primary care provider. The second is that seniors' care needs to be fundamental to a re-energization of the Canadian health system. And especially how seniors are cared for in long-term care, You know, especially here in central Canada and Ontario and Quebec, but across the country, we realized during the pandemic's early stages, before immunizations were available, just how desperate the situation could get in our long-term care nursing homes. And redevelopment of those nursing homes is something the federal government's been talking about, along with reinvestment in home care. Let's face it, no Albertan, no Canadian wants to end their days in a long-term care center if they can stay independent at home. And providing providing novel methods for making home care available to Canadians is one of those things. The final thing the federal government's been emphasizing is information about mental health services. Because, again, we learned during the pandemic just how prevalent anxiety, depression, a variety of different mental health conditions are in Canadians, perhaps exacerbated certainly by the pandemic, by social isolation that occurred quite often. So these four things, I think, are the things the federal government is talking about, both directing funding to, but expecting information about. It's interesting, too, and the report talks about, and you alluded to it there, you know, not just health outcomes, but social outcomes, economic outcomes. This all ties together. Do, do we need kind of a different perspective when it comes to, to what health care is? Well, you know, the one thing the Public Policy Forum document says is that good health is a fundamental economic boost for this country. First of all, you know, you look at our, you look at our delivery of publicly funded health care, uh, some people say we should have more private health care. I, I don't agree with that. I don't think for-profit care needs to be expanded in Canada because certainly publicly funded health care is cost-effective and gives us an economic advantage over countries like the United States to the south of us where 
you know, a substantially larger part of their gross domestic product is involved in providing health services much less equitably than we see here. The other thing is, of course, that healthy people, people who who are invested in their health, who understand what it takes to be healthy and who have the social conditions appropriate to be healthy, both healthy in the physical sense and in the mental health sense, are people who contribute to the economy, people who aren't disabled, people who are active participatory citizens. And that's something that the public policy forum suggests that governments have to remember. These are not just costs. These are investments. Well, as I mentioned, this report, it's uh, posted at the uh, Public Policy Forum. The website is ppforum.ca. Dr. Bell, thank you so much for making some time for us here this morning. Really appreciate the insight here. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.